Hello, dear listeners. Boys are back in town. We are joined by man living his boyhood dream. He comes from the land of art, France. His tools on, making his living in Montreal. He brought to life amazing characters like Seth, Piodon, Grimm, Captain Draguno, and many others in the epic tale known as Radiant. He carries legacy of shonen in the Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome Tony Volante to the Ikuzos Unscripted Podcast. Tony, are you ready to go genuine, uncensored, and unscripted? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> okay, Tony, uh, we have, for start, we have 10 words. I'm going to say it, uh, word by word. First thing, uh, first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, I'll try. Uh, first one, Shonen. Mm, Dragon Ball. Art. Uh, painting. Comic book. Uh, Spider-Man. Friends. Baguette. <laughs> so cliche. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, the best. Uh, Asterix. The best too. <laughs> Uh, Seth. Uh, nice guy. All right. I agree. Uh, adventure. <laughs> Epic. Uh, magic. Magic, yeah. Harry Potter. For sure. Uh, villain. Final word. Mm, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. The big villain for me. Mm, nice. Okay, uh, you did great. Uh, I, I love your associations. Uh, for start, listen, I'm, uh, I'm reading Radiant. I'm currently reading it. Peter got me into reading Radiant. I'm uh, 35 chapters in or something like that. Uh, the thing that, you know, kind of drew me to uh, Radiant was uh, it's very colorful and uh, good-looking character designs. Characters look pretty, pretty nice. Uh, I mean, they're appealing thanks uh, and i wanted to ask you on that note uh what is the most important part when you're uh writing a story is it the plot is it the characters is it the art or something else or is is it all equally important what do you think most appeals to the uh readers who are reading your uh mantra uh yeah i think all the elements have their importance uh but the, my focus point is always try to bring characters that engage you. So they are not the best looking characters. They're not. Uh, it's not the best drawing ever. Uh, my point is always try to bring charm to my characters so they may engage you in reading with them, in spending a little time with them. And that's one of the, mm, the main reason I love uh, Dragon Ball so much. The, the beginning of Dragon Ball, it's not the best looking uh, drawing. It's not the best looking art. Uh, it, is very bad at, at anatomy sometimes, but that there's no way there's one artist above him in the in the range of charming characters, charming drawings. Everything is cool about about the drawing that engage you. You want to spend time with the characters. You want to to be friend with them. 
And that's the main reason I love Dragon Ball so much. So the, the main focus is first try to bring um, engaging content. So nice enough so you don't ask yourself, is that good or not? You don't ask yourself. It, it, I, I try to, to, to draw good enough so the question is uh, out of focus. You, you, you don't focus on that question. But I don't, I'm not trying to, to, to draw the best. I want to, to be the more, the more charming, I, I, I would say, with my characters so you will spend time with them. And then when you're in the story, I want to bring uh, people to, to question themselves, to question uh, their reality, uh, their world, their uh, their opinions. Sometimes, I want to bring content that makes you think about the story in a way when you you want to engage with with people. So you will talk about this story because it brings you something else. That's just a fun story. That that would be my my two main focus when I try to to make a story. Yeah, and. You've told yourself uh, some of your characters, at least uh, in appearance, are inspired by real-life people. For example, Ian McKellen for Martial Inquisitor Bellarmine. That's right? Yes. So where yeah. do you find inspiration for your characters? And to be honest, when I, I, found for your, I find your manga from Pinterest, from arts, and yeah. I thought okay. it was the fairy tale for the, at the beginning, you know? It oh yeah, many people that told style. me that. What do you think about your style? Uh, so, uh, even if fairy tale is not uh, one of my influences, I, I stopped reading fairy tale after the first volume of Radiant because people uh, point at me things that appear in fairy tales and and, and I appear also in my uh, in my manga. Uh, I can see the the influences in common that we have. So. Uh, I know what you're talking about. You 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 came across my style in Pinterest. You you yeah. thought yourself, yeah, maybe fairy tale, but yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, many influences uh, that are common with this type of uh, manga. I love JRPGs like Final Fantasy, um, uh, Dragon Quest, things like that. Uh, I love also um, European folklore. So that brings to me a lot of inspiration to my work. And also because I, I tackle some topics about politics and things like that, there are some people that, that I bring from my knowledge of uh, the, the witch hunt in Europe. I, for example, when I came across the, the, the history of uh, witch hunt in Germany with Konrad uh, de Marburg, uh, there was really many things that he was saying, at least that we wrote about him, that um, that were similar to things that our politicians in France were saying at the same, uh, in our contemporary times. So I bring some historic characters to, to my manga because it resonates with the topics that I wanted to, to tackle. Uh, which was rejection of migrants, rejection of everything uh, exterior from what I want to to see in their country, and that was uh, at the time that was uh, the, a French minister that was saying a lot of bullshit on television that I was putting in the mouth of Conrad de Marbourg in in the manga in Radiant, but I was taking them 
I, I was taking the words exactly as he said them and putting it in radiant. I didn't change them at all. So every racist thing that Conrad is saying in radiant comes from, uh, what's his name? Almost all of them come from a, a French uh, minister that was Manuel Valls at the time. He, he was, uh, yeah, a few years Hopefully ago. we will not hear a lot from Le Pen in your manga. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, people nowadays, uh, this year, people send me messages uh, because that brings, when they start Radiant Now, they think that I'm talking about France right now. But I started Radiant 10 years ago. And so the topics that I was tackling in Radiant was the topic about politics 10 years ago. Unfortunately, it's worse now. <laughs> But I hope we won't hear so much about, <laughs> about them. Yeah. So I bring, yeah, for, for the inspiration, I bring a lot of character that I have, uh, that have existed uh, in the history of Witch Hunt. And also, when there are some cool dudes like... Um, Ian McKellen from The Lord of the Rings or X-Men. Uh, I love his face so much. He's so charismatic and so sympathetic. You, you can engage with him because he seems really a nice guy. You, you see the cleverness in the eye, even if he plays dumb and everything. So he inspired me, the character design of Bellarmine in Radiant. And in, in time, because I knew Bellarmine wasn't a bad guy, he was full of nuances. I thought, okay, that's a cool, that's a cool dude to, to, to bring energy from, to, to, to bring this character with so much nuances. Because uh, just seeing him, I, I love seeing him, you know, <laughs> that was the main purpose of that. So you, you have some vast font of characters in Radiant, and can you truly pick the favorite between them? Uh, for me or for the, the readers? For you, your favorite character, oh, if my you favorite. have one, of course. Oh, I, I cannot. Oh. <laughs> I think, yeah, I love uh, They are all, all your them. children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Tony, you, you spoke, uh, you gave us interesting uh, facts about uh, how you based, uh, or, you know, your characters on some historical figures, and you talked about your art and similar things. And one of the things when I... Uh, researched about you that came up is you said uh, that your manga looks on Japanese side more like when you think about the art and when you think about uh, the designs and uh, more on the French side when you think about the story uh, and, and the plot uh, and the storylines that you uh, gave in there so uh, Fr France is a huge on the in the legacy of comic books. It has a huge legacy in the world of comic books. O on that note, what uh, what comic books from France inspired you uh, in writing the Radiant? Uh, we are huge fans of Asterix, and that's about what we know from the French comics. Unfortunately, we should know more. And Adventures of Tintin. Um, so, what uh, comic books from France inspired you? Yeah, uh, I love Asterix. I don't love. Tintin, <laughs> uh, uh, I, and uh, Asterix is for sure one of one of the big influences that I had. I was uh, I read that when I was a kid. That uh, I kept that with me uh, as an adult. Um, now that I, I have a kid, she read Asterix. Uh, I've read them with 
with her. And f just for my pleasure, uh, one week ago, I took one Asterix. I, I read it and that, 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 that was big for me. Uh, I, I've always loved Asterix. And, uh, you even worked even something if, for Asterix, some art? I saw it a uh, Yeah, I, I've drawn uh, something for, uh, I think that was the 60th, uh, 60th birthday uh, of Asterix, maybe. And that was for uh, for some event, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't linked to to the the author directly. Unfortunately, I, I didn't talk with him or, or so. But I make a, I made a drawing yeah. that was very cool to do for me because uh, I grew up with that. And even in in Radiant, the the second arc. So the first story arc in Radiant is uh, Rumble Town. Yeah. So with the, the the beginning of the story, Nemesis, Domitors, and uh, very political plot and then the second one is more in the fantasy side I would say with the Merlin. It's ba it, yeah Merlin and, I'm just yeah, reading it now so you, you will spoil see something. <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything but there's the big figure of Merlin very important like like if that was a demigod in, the, in their yeah. culture so that's based on uh, European folklore mostly Irish folklore uh, a lot of things, but vastly European folklore. And uh, uh, artistically, or uh, I would say uh, in level of uh, architecture, it's a little bit more inspired by Asterix because yeah. you, you see all those, uh, all those old houses with um, uh, uh, thatch rooftops. I, I think it's thatch that we say. Uh, straw you know straw on the rooftop yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and also uh, the gigantic uh, rocks just standing like uh, dolmens uh, in here uh, i don't know the, the english names for for that but that came from my love of asterix uh, those elements and i based the, the 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 culture on those type of uh, um, of I would say hints. You 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 know you're there when you see a rooftop, when you see a rock standing and yeah. being very big above all the houses and things like that. That came from Asterix for example. And uh, for for your question, other French comics that inspire my books. Yeah, there there's a very very um, important uh, series that I love. Uh, its name is Longfest. But it's not translated in many languages. It, it has been a huge success in France. I think more than 15, uh, 15 million copies have been sold from Lamfest. It's a very big hit in France. It was, at least. Um, that's finished now. Yeah, and and that, you'll that's, be, uh, sorry to interrupt yeah? you, but you'll yeah, be yeah. happy to hear that uh, Radiant was actually just translated, it's up here. Uh, just translated uh, to our language here by Nikola, and we finally got oh. many people. Uh, for <laughs> example, in our bookshop, I went and bought the first volume, and it was around 10 copies of first and second volume. And I came back after a few days to buy the second volume, none was there. So you are selling out. Okay, real sold good. out. Yeah, nice. I didn't know about that because I know that many countries. Uh, have the license and pull them out but for example i didn't know that it's now in montenegro right yeah yeah i didn't know about that 
<laughs> you're so, you're getting global. <laughs> I, I I knew that it was getting global, but I don't know about all the countries all the time. Uh, and, and sometimes I'm mistaking. And, but uh, so cool to to know that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy. And and I really want to know one more thing. Uh, you got your anime for your mantra really fast. And how yeah. did it go when you got a call from the producers and they said, hey, man, we want your uh, anime? Uh, yeah, it, it went out in Japan and uh, a producer uh, came across the series in a bookstore. So he he saw that, he read a little bit, he enjoyed it, really. Uh, he enjoyed it. He told me he enjoyed it a lot. And he was waiting for the third volume to come out to know where the story was uh, heading to. And when the third came out, he told me it was uh, unexpected and it was even better. And he makes me, it, it makes him uh, took the decision to, to, to put it into an anime. So he tried it, then he succeeded, uh, obviously, because there's two seasons now. But that was really the, the like, uh, a big pile of luck involved, you know. <laughs> that was because he was he was a producer, three at the time, in love with that type of shonen manga. He was interested because accidentally he came across my series. If that wasn't for that day when he came across my series, and he have been, uh, he, he had been, uh, let's tell, uh, reading something else maybe that anime wouldn't exist at all. So it, it was really a lot of luck involved in, in the process of getting an anime. And are you, are you happy with the anime adaptation? And is there some news about season through that you may share with us? <laughs> I would love to share news if I had some, but uh, unfortunately not. Uh, I still hope that one day it could be, it, we could have a season three but I'm currently working on the third story arc. And the third story arc is getting long, very uh, more than I was expecting. And if we want a season three, at least I have to finish the third story arc. Even with that, it would be a miracle to have a third, uh, uh, yeah, a third season going on because it's so much energy, people, money involved that after a long pause like that, I don't think we we will have a season three, but finger crossed. <laughs> I hope don't be so negative. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, you mentioned there that you're working, uh, you know, you're working on the next arc and everything. And, and on that note, like uh, we know some manga artists like Ichiro that went over thousand chapters. Uh, how hmm. long is Radiant going to be? Do you have an idea? I, I, I believe uh, you already have some ending in your head, uh, but how long till we reach that ending? Do you have something like that? Where? How long do you think you will be writing Radiant? Uh, I don't know. A few years, uh, that's for sure. But I don't know exactly. Uh, back two years ago, uh, before the pandemic or at the beginning, I, I was always saying that uh, I see myself working on Radiant for the 10 uh, next years. But because of the the, at the beginning of the pandemic, the, the, the time shifted a little bit for 
all of us that the 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 relation we have with the time going on is very different from before yes and so be being sure that i will work on the on radiant for the next 10 years i'm not sure anymore <laughs> there's a lot of things that i want to do and now that i'm trying to 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 bring to life uh, so that takes time but i will be working on radiant for the next few years at least the next two three four maybe five years for sure but <laughs> but more than that uh we'll see i don't know i, I would love to spend 10 more years on radiant uh, next year we are celebrating we're celebrating sorry the 10th anniversary of radiant next year yeah. so that will be 10 here if i'm going to 20 years it will be so huge so so cool to to have that let's wait yeah maybe 15 years total will be a good number but, uh, just don't surprise us like horikoshi like this is the end <laughs> the final <laughs> ad <laughs> yeah. and are there any future projects some ideas maybe for are you working on something else uh i'm still spending most of my energy on radiant uh, since the beginning but since the beginning i've been sometimes uh taking notes for side projects I've, I've always done that in my life when i'm working on something i take notes i create other projects just on the side just for the sake of uh maintaining the the engine you know going and uh, and some of the project i want to bring them to to life in the next few years so maybe not next year but in the next few years also, I've been uh, people have been uh, coming to me for other type of projects, doing care design, doing uh, many things. Most of them I said no to, but some of them are really interesting. Maybe in the next few years we'll see something else that I've been working on, but maybe not. <laughs> I, can, I can say for sure now because when you're producing something, which is a among uh, um, another type of book, a video game, uh, an anime, whatever. When it involves more than one people, <laughs> it's never for sure that it will be out at some point. And when it involves a lot of people, like some project that people have been uh, bringing to me, there's maybe a 2% chance that uh, the project will be sold at, at, at some point. So I've been working for the last five years on things. Maybe in the future we'll see, and I will be able to to talk about them. I'm not the author of those those projects. That those are something really different from uh, what I'm doing, and I I put just uh, most of them. I just do characters or designs on them. But uh, maybe we'll see at some point. Maybe not. Uh you know, you mentioned there that you spend most of your energy on Radiant. And we know, for all of us that follow manga, we know how tough the life of the mangakas are. The deadlines can be 
uh, really tough and uh, some authors experience health problems. Uh, how do you manage that? I mean, you are living your dream in some sense, like you said, but uh, not every part of the dream is uh, beautiful. You know, it's not nirvana, so to speak. Um, so how do you cope with that? You know, because uh, that seems to be a problem in the in the industry. We, we read about a lot of health problems from the authors. So uh, in your case, wh what's that like? Uh, it's tough. It's difficult for sure. It, you, you don't go into this industry making manga thinking you will have beautiful holidays from time to time. It's time for you. Uh, you will have healthy life. If you if you're going into the, this industry like that, you have to be okay with being really slow. You know, and being really slow in this industry is really difficult because of the because it's a war in a shonen industry. Every shonen in Japan pull out more or less more or less four volumes every year. If I try to, to, to be the faster that I can, I'm pulling out two books a year. It's not even three. Uh, I'm not even thinking about four. But <laughs> so, the, the, so the war is very tough bit between all the titles. Uh, fortunately, my series is going well. I can put two volumes out every year, but I have to. I I have no social life. To to be honest, I I've always uh, lived like that. No social life, just in my room, uh, doing my pages. So I'm okay with that because I've always lived like that, as far as I can remember. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, even the beginning of my adult life, I was living like that, just on my board uh, all the time. If you're okay with that. You can maybe try to do something about it, you know. But even there, there are some every every three or four months, there's a rush of work. You have to to reach the deadline, and that's there's a ton of work at the time. And if you're like me and you like to do something else on the side, sometimes uh, you have to put that into the, into the the schedule as well. So. You have to, yeah, yeah. You experience some health problem from time to time, yeah, yeah. because because it, it's hard. And you worked alone. You worked in team. After volume nine, you had an assistant. That's right. And which is better? Uh, I had an assistant uh, for uh, four volumes uh, between I don't know eight, nine, ten, eleven, maybe, but but around four volumes. She she, she put the, the screen tones mm -hmm. on the on the pages. Yeah, yeah, I read about it. So which, which is better, working in team, you know, like in manga, you write, you you do mm -hmm. the art, and in the comics, there are a, a team of people who work on one comic book storyline. Yeah. So what do you think? But like mangaka, like yourself, you, you have more freedom than they do. They have the studio behind them, telling them what to do and everything. So do you maybe think about doing a comic book for Indies, for Marvel, for something if they're called? Mm, uh, I, I'm not sure I could work uh, with a, an entire team because I'm too, I'm too focused on my vision of the, the story. So uh, for example, my publisher, my editor, uh, she, she's great. We have a very good relationship, but 
since the beginning, I've said always, my ideas are my ideas. I don't want any input in my story. So I just uh, send her the work when it's done. She, she's not doing that with the other series. She, she, she read it uh, beforehand. She, she has inputs in them and very clever ones. But for me, that was always the case. That was always, I'm alone on the boat. I'm, and if that's bad, it's because of me. Uh, I'm okay with that. But uh, having help from time to time, uh, nowadays I have, um, I have an assistant who he, he raises my pencil and he scan also. So that saved me a lot of time on every page. Um, more than that, I would love to, um, especially if I make of a new project, uh, if, I, if I reach a point where I'm able to, to, to make uh, a one-shot manga in, in the future where I can tell another story in the Radiant universe. I've always wanted to do that since the beginning, and I've never done it. But if I reach the point where I'm able to do that, hopefully I will have some assistant who will help me with the backgrounds, for example. But I'm not, not for now, yeah. I didn't find the, find the, the good one for now. Uh, a little bit of fan question for myself. Uh... Uh, I've read you met Yusuke Murata, uh, yeah. the, the artist. Uh, so quick one, uh, Eye Shield 21 or One Punch Man? Hard. I would say Eye Shield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, it will be One Punch Man because that's more my story. Uh, yeah. not, uh, the Eye Shield one, uh, 21 is uh, uh, not my sport. <laughs> in that matter, yeah, but, uh, I, uh, One Punch Man is definitely. Oh uh, yeah, but it's hard because in One Punch Man is so creative, and and the, the drawing is so badass that it's very hard. But maybe because I discovered him in Ice Shield and I was waiting for each and every volume, uh, I was really involved uh, into that. Uh, at a point also where I was um, looking for. Do I do a manga or not? Or and I was really inspired by his art, his way of thinking about the, the, the panel of the pages and things like that. So I, I have a special relationship to to Aishil because of that. I would say maybe a little bit more Aishil. But what he does on One Punch Man is crazier. Crazy. It's it's so dope. It's incredible. I never get lost <laughs> in any of his panels. Uh, I mean, no, other no. manga. No disrespect. But you yeah. get sometimes lost in the panels, just yeah, drawing action scenes. I never go get lost in his One Punch Man. Never. Yeah, and you never get lost, and you always have the feeling of the the rhythm of the the action. He is imposing a rhythm of of action. You can feel the movement. You can feel yeah. everything. It's yeah, it's incredible. Amazing. Maybe you won't believe it, but I prior to this uh, episode, prior to this recording. I heard for I Shield 21 first time. He showed me some photos. I, I never read One Punch Man. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you will you will have some some good good reading to do because it's <laughs> great. Yeah, both series are incredible. <laughs> and you said you met some of the creators of mangas. You met a lot of fans. You were uh, on some conventions, on expos, on both mm -hmm. in Japan, on East, and here on West. So. How does it feel being on convention, knowing that there are some people waiting in lines for hours just to see you, just to get the signed copy? How does it feel? 
not like fan, but panelist? Uh, it's uh, it's one of the the best thing every year that I had to to put aside since the the beginning of the pandemic. So it's one of the odd things. I, I haven't done any signing session, any convention since two two years and a half now. So it's now very, uh, I would say. Not uh, very abstract. My work, I do the pages. The work, the work is out because there's a volume out every six months. But I don't have to experience it. When I go to convention, the best thing is to see people having the books in their hand, talking with each other about the characters, like if there was they were real. And for them, they they are real because they are real for me. And if they come, it's because they love them. So. Going to convention is really the, the, the only moment when you feel that what you bring to the table, the story you bring, the characters you bring, uh, they become alive because of the readers. That's only the readers that have the power to, to make them alive. I, I don't have that. I can pretend that they're alive. I make pages. But then when it's out, it's only for the sake of the readers. And it's only because of them that they really uh, take life, you know. And that was the, the fuel for me. That was the thing that makes me go on and on on the pages. And so I'm, I crave for, for this feeling again. I, I will go in one month. I will start again to go on convention in Italy, um, in Sicily, uh, at the end of, of May, the beginning of June. Then after in France and maybe in Germany later, uh, I cannot wait for that because that really I'm I'm so impatient for that. Yeah, seeing the characters alive again and also a, a great thing about going in convention is you when you speak to the people before when I was doing French uh, comics, the people that came in convention a lot of them were great people. Uh, we have great talks, but that was. Um, from an exterior point of view, uh, many people were interested in many books and they are not that much involved in your story in French comics. When you do a manga, they live into your world. They are really into that. The manga community is crazy. And that's the best <laughs> feeling for you when you create such a big, rich, expensive universe and they get every inch of it. They get everything, even things that you you couldn't think about that they, they, they would grasp in your story, you know? Very small details and things like that. When, when you have that and you, 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 you see that they are experiencing it and uh, they love it, they hate some characters, but because, because you, you have worked well for them, they hate, hate them because they love so much some others, you know? That's just incredible. Yeah. Really, that, that's the best feeling. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been to those conventions, so we have to ask what's the feeling like. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Is there any convention in Montenegro? Uh, well, recently, the comic book convention in Herzegnovi, the city on our coast, started. They brought some, some great uh, drawers, some great creators. 
from Italy the most, from Bonelli, yeah. uh, then from France, mm. uh, also Marvel DC a little bit. And unfortunately, we got it when it was COVID. So okay. there was barely anyone, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 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 so much artists <laughs> we knew, and we just, uh, just passed through it, unfortunately. But if they come back this year, maybe we can tell them a couple of words and maybe yeah. you can come. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know. I would love so. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, and just one thing more. Animes are becoming the, the global phenomenon. And the things that Netflix is doing mm -hmm. right now, they are just making more and more and more anime. And you said that anime has a really special place in France. It's number two country for anime. So when we were kids, uh, we watched the anime with other cartoons. We didn't know that they are anime. What's the situation mm -hmm. in France? Oh, yeah, uh, in France, uh, uh, the, the, maybe the thing you were referring to is uh, France, we are the second country for reading manga. Uh, yeah, about manga. anime, I, I don't know about anime. That, that's a big thing in France. But uh, maybe historically, it came in France before uh, the US, for example, because we had, when I was a kid in France, uh, we had a TV show that was going for almost uh, all day long in, uh, on, on some channel uh, that was named Club Dorothée. It was a show that bring many anime uh, into this show. So if you, if you watch this show from early in the morning to, to the afternoon, you could see many different anime uh, also you will have some uh, live action uh, series and things like that but most of them were anime we had dragon ball we had ranma we had uh, city hunter um, senseiya and that was like uh, 30 years ago hmm. so it started very early when you consider that in the u.s for example it came with uh, the anime crazy phenomenon and things like that came in the US, I think mostly because of video games, because of um, thanks to uh, Dragon Ball video games. Dragon Ball in always. The, yeah, always, always. In every country, Dragon Ball. Yeah. That's, the, that's the main gate for anime, manga, things like that. <laughs> and I think in the US, it was more around uh, the early 2000s. Yes. And that was when video game were becoming really big and, and the, 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 the kind of public was beginning to, to play video games. That was not just the nerd things. And uh, I think that was the, the period when it became really global in the US and in South America. But yeah, we were in France, we were into that since our childhood. And we didn't know that was Japanese, yeah. for, for, uh, to, to be honest. yeah. Uh, that's the same in every place you can you, you grew up with something you say oh cool that's a character that's a story that's a good story and that's it and then later you, you learn oh that was a Japanese thing yeah but because it's so human because it engages you you don't care about that you, you see that you see a good story you're going to it that was the same yeah. Yeah. thank you Tony this was really really great talk <laughs> thank you <laughs> and for the end, uh, is there any message you want to send to your uh, to your readers, to our fans, to, to anybody listening to this episode? 
Uh, first, I'm really surprised and happy that Radiant is now in Montenegro. Uh, that's really such a cool thing. So for all the new readers, thank you. If you're if you engage in the story, if you if you try the first volume, uh, thank you for trying. I hope you will love that, really. And if you enjoy, there's a bunch of other volume because I'm working on the 17 volume. So we will have a bunch of volumes yeah, to read. So some art from it, go. <laughs> and uh, for all the other uh, readers that could hear the, this podcast, uh, I would say thank you. Uh, I'm in this situation now because the work that I bring is becoming alive because of the readers. So thank you, all of the readers that share the story, talk, to, talk about this story to their friends, to their families. I cannot wait to, to meet you again in convention everywhere in the world. And since then, I hope you will like the, the new incoming volumes into the, the Radiant series. Thank you again, Tony. And I hope maybe we will meet you live in Herzegnovi. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Thanks. See you. We stay genuine, uncensored and unscripted. And we always will as we have to order our usual. Share us and subscribe us and stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Iguzo!